Hey, this is Brian Akar, host of Why I Left, here to let you know about an important cause for which I'm fundraising and need your support. Child trauma occurs more than you think. More than two-thirds of children reported at least one traumatic event by age 16. Since 1979, the Advocate Childhood Trauma Treatment Program has provided a range of specialized services for the treatment of and healing from experiences of trauma in the Chicago area. Knowing people who have experienced childhood trauma, I'm aware of its lasting impact. That's why, on October 13th, 2024, I'm back running the Chicago Marathon again, representing Advocate Health as a member of the charity running team and fundraising to benefit the program. Please visit the show notes and click the link for Be Run Chicago to donate to this cause. I appreciate any support that you could provide. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Thank you. Welcome to Why I Left, a podcast that explores the great resignation. I'm your host, Brian Akar. Join me as I chronicle real stories from real people about the reasons they decided to leave their jobs during the pandemic and what has happened since. Hello. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Why I Left podcast. In today's episode, I chat with Courtney Marin. Courtney is a licensed real estate salesperson here in New York. Now, she was an advertising executive with more than 20 years in the industry prior to joining the Great Resignation. Although she enjoyed the work that she did, the industry became taxing and the pandemic opened an opportunity for her in her home life that she really couldn't pass up. Let's go check it out. All right, welcome. So our guest today is Courtney Marin. Courtney is a licensed real estate salesperson and former managing director for one of the biggest global advertising agencies. I became aware of Courtney through the hashtag great resignation thread on LinkedIn. So as you know, I had to connect with her to learn more about her story. So hi, Courtney, how you doing today? Hey, Brian. Good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining. So we're definitely going to get into the great resignation, but I would love for you to tell our guests, you know, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and where you currently call home. Sure. I currently call home in Pelham, New York, which is in Westchester County, about 15 miles north of Manhattan. I grew up in Nurshell, which is about two miles from where I currently live, um, next town over. So definitely haven't, you know... Well, I, I did spread my wings for a while. I came back to to where we where we always came, um, where my family's always been, which is in uh, lower lower Westchester County, New York. Very nice. I, I'm a huge fan of Westchester. I actually used to live on the farther west side on Yonkers, right on the Hudson. So okay. I'm a big big fan. I'm in I'm in the city now, which is much more dreary than than Westchester. But you know, we we all make do. <laughs> so. Well, and now that I'm in real estate, I'm happy to show you anything you want. In I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> So now when you think about some of the things that you've been passionate about in the work you do, what what is what has that been? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, my, my biggest thing is always just making connections. So that's, you know, uh, you know, aside from what you do on pen and paper, making connections has been a huge part of of what I've always brought to the table in my career and I'm doing that today still. So, you know, it's finding people and and making sure that they're getting the value that they need from where they need it. And, you know, making the right connections seems to to be what I enjoy the most. 
Very nice. And now, obviously, you've, you've just transitioned into this real estate venture. But prior to that, describe your experience in, in the workforce. Sure. So um, 20 plus years, about 24 years, I worked in advertising and media specifically, always at agencies. So I've had 20 plus years of, of advertising agency experience, worked for all the, you know, the largest hold codes out there. I loved my job. I loved my business. I loved the industry. I loved my career. I loved everything about it until I didn't. Yeah, you know, COVID, for all of the awful things that COVID has brought, there were a couple of silver linings. And, you know, I don't think without COVID, I never would have stepped away. So it's definitely no, I, a silver lining here today. No, I agree. And and now what were some of the things that worked well in the environments that you've been a part of? Yeah, no, uh, working with a team was always one of my, you know, one of the highlights, I loved managing people. I loved coaching people, mentoring people. And, you know, for many years, that was a large part of the job. Before COVID, that became a little bit less. But I think that, you know, COVID really sort of broke down what that channel in our business and not just in advertising, obviously, in, in all businesses, but just that personal connection really got lost. Going from managing a team and people that you could cheer on every day to managing people you've never met who you only talk to on Zoom a few times a week is a very different experience. Definitely. And it's really a great transition into into this COVID piece, right? And so you've mentioned it a couple of times, March of 2020, the world really comes to a halt. And the pandemic as we as we know it now is is really starting. So describe how the pandemic affected you. Sure. Well, at the time, I was obviously working full time and I had my sons were in kindergarten and second grade. They were five and seven. So I was home working full time, <laughs> more than full time um, at that point, because, you know, everybody was was just on 24 seven. And I had my two sons home who, you know, at that point, weren't even really getting remote learning. They were getting like 30 minutes a day of time online with their teachers. And then we're just left, <laughs> you know, on their own devices. So yeah. it was the struggle was real. Um, my husband so. also, you know, works full time. He's an attorney. So between the two of us working and them being cooped up in a house in the winter, not being allowed to play with their friends or you know, literally do anything like the rest of the world, or at least around here, it was really challenging. It was, it was bad. Yeah, definitely for us too. You know, I, I don't envy anybody who had to deal with the, the remote learning aspect and remote working aspect at the same time. That was, that was tough for, for our family as well. So what were some of the things that you started to learn and, and pick up throughout, throughout COVID? Sure. Well, I think, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing that affected our family was really my older son, who again at the time was seven and in second grade, he really had a hard time with with the lockdown, more so than it appeared at the time I didn't realize it, but more so than his peers, than his friends, than my friends' other kids, more so than my, you know, five year old at the time. He really struggled without that social and physical outlet, you know, of sports and school and extracurricular activities. And it was really dark. He was really, really in a lot of pain. Obviously, I think that that was all caused from, you know, the, the lockdown. But there were certainly things that we learned too, some learning disability stuff that we probably may have missed if we didn't know, if we didn't have that opportunity to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with him that we did for those long months. Yeah, no, so that's great. So you start picking up new things that, like you said, you you, you may not have picked up before. And so now, marry that with 
So now you're working still too. So how did the pandemic start to affect the relationship with your job now with this new information from a family standpoint as well? Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I, I wasn't alone, obviously plenty of people had kids, but you know, it is the agency world is, is young. So a lot of people don't have kids, you know, it kind of felt like all of a sudden I felt like I was in a different world. Um, there was like the people with, with kids and the people without kids. Right. And right. I mean, everybody was struggling. So I don't know what was worse, you know, for people that were home in their parents' basements, making basically minimum wage, doing their jobs, not socializing. That had to have been really hard. But at the same time, being home, you know, even in a, even with more space with little kids was incredibly challenging. So I don't, I don't think anybody won in the situation, but I, I don't know how we got through it, to be honest right. with you. <laughs> no, definitely. It's a lot, lot of prayer and maybe a lot of wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, so you were, like you said, you were in this advertising role. That's been your industry for 20 plus years. And you were in your last role, I saw, for about about five years or so. And then and then you decide to to make the the transition. So when but before I get to the why you left, around what time did you really start realizing that I may need to move on? In January of 2021, I said to my husband, like, I just can't do this anymore. I I can't. You know, at that point our kids had technically gone back to school in September, but our public schools were only doing hybrid. So they were going two days a week. We had transferred my older son, who was then in third grade, to private school. So he would go every day. But my little guy was home. We had an au pair listing living with us. So she was teaching first grade in my kitchen three days a week. And I was <laughs> shuttling my third grader back and forth. And, you know, it wasn't, it was, and I've never said like, I want to stay home and take care of my kids full time. That's not, that's not who I am either. I'm, I'm a worker, I'm a hustler, but I felt like there's just, this isn't working. You know, at that point I was also working on a client that was on the West coast. So expectations obviously were to be on calls very late in the day. Um, on the East Coast. And at the same time, working with a team who is partially on the East Coast. So we were up doing our work at regular hours or earlier than regular hours. I think that the the line really sort of got blurred of what the workday was. There was no more commuting, right? So it wasn't like you, you took 45 minutes or an hour, 90 minutes, some people to get to the work. It was like you woke up, turned your phone on. And from that <laughs> moment on, you were working until you went to bed. Absolutely. Um, expectations were that, you know, things were going to get done. And, you know, I wasn't by any means the first person to resign. There was a lot of resignations happening and we could not keep staff. Um, we could not fill positions. It was impossible for those that were left standing to get the work done that needed to be done. But again, you know, we're client business, client service business. So the expectation was we were going to get it done regardless. Yeah, no, definitely. So all of these things are coming together January, you know, and, and the husband says, yes, like, look, you can, you know, let's move on from this. So ultimately, why did you leave your job during the pandemic? So January, I said, you know, I'm, I'm just done. And he's like, let's give it a year. Let's see what happens. Like, let's see if they, you know, you go back to the office, the kids go back to school full time. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And, you know, at the same time, he was saying, which I did like, you know, you love this job. What do you mean you don't want to do this anymore? Come August of last year, there was just, you know, one too many times of backstabbing. There there was no longer that team feeling that I talked about. It was every man out for himself. Um, like I said, I had people reporting to me on the West Coast, from the Midwest, 
from, you know, from all over people I had never met in person. And it's almost impossible to manage someone you've never met in person and to bring value to them. Um, I felt like I was no longer appreciated for any of the jobs that I could bring to the table. And I felt that I was constantly, I was set up to fail. And I just decided that, you know what, I, I'm going to step out. Like I'm going to just, this is my time. I'm not going to wait until, you know, the next round of layoffs. You know, we had so many rounds of layoffs. We had gone through um, salary cutbacks in 2020 that, you know, they were replenished come 2021, but we did have a period of time where we had our salaries cut, which, and again, we were, we were thought of as the lucky ones because we weren't let go, right? Because there were so many people that were let go. And after all these people were let go and they realized there was no one left to do the work, the people that are left standing who were the lucky ones now had to do the jobs of six people. And it just, we couldn't catch up. You know, we, we couldn't catch up. And I just, I sort of just had a breaking point one night and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I know we said we'd give it a year, but I'd like to speak to HR about my opportunities because this is no longer working. And it wasn't that my company was no longer working or my boss was no longer working or, I mean, I, you know, I have tons of respect for the people that I reported to up to the CEO of my company. It was my peers, you know, and that I just wasn't really feeling, feeling the love with. And <laughs> that, um, that makes sense. I was too old for it. Right. Like mm-hmm. I was just, I, you know, that, that all that drive that had gotten to me to where I was, was just faltering. And at the same time, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my family, I'm looking at my kids who at this point, you know, my, my little guy, he doesn't even remember me going to work every day. You know, like he doesn't recall that I was gone from 7.45 a.m. until 7 p.m. every day. Like, you know, I'd come in, he'd be bathed and fed and everything. And I'd come in and swoop him up and bring him upstairs, read him a book and put him to bed. And that was our interaction for the day. And now it's so much more. It's it's kind of crazy. And while there, again, part of the silver lining of being home for that time was that we had more interaction while our kids were in school. And I was, you know, at that last job. It still didn't allow me to, to turn things off when I needed to. Yeah, you know, and I, I hear a lot about that. You know, I've been, you know, doing a few of these conversations and that inability to kind of turn off the workday, like you said, as opposed to doing the commute where you had some time to decompress either on the front end or the back end. Like you said, you're waking up, maybe, maybe not brushing your teeth and then going right into work, right? And yes. so, and I hear a lot of folks doing that and which has led to, you know, a lot of issues of burnout. I think burnout is, I mean, that's certainly the number one thing, right? Yeah. Like, and there's just got to be a better way. I feel like Definitely. that's kind of what everybody's, everybody's been jiving on. There's got to be a better way. Definitely. And so, so you, you've talked about how it's impacted you and now you made that decision. So what, what has now happened since you left? So I got my real estate license, which is something I had been wanting to do for a while and sort of always was my plan for my next chapter. I just didn't know when or how to take that step. And the idea of walking away from a career that I loved, a senior position that was you know, financially stable, um, walking away from all of that was definitely just terrifying for too long. Um, and I just decided that the risks outweighed the you know, the stats at that point, and I was going to make that decision. So I've gotten my real estate license. I've joined a brokerage up here. I've been doing trainings. I am so happy. I love what I'm doing. I, 
would be lying if I said I didn't miss the paycheck. But yeah. uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's fair. I you know, we're we're about open and honest open yeah. and honesty here. So I love it. But yeah, I get you know, I'm meeting all these new people. I'm finding I'm doing all the things that I was doing on the side anyway, but now it's my main focus. Like, you know, like I said, connecting people and you know, just just I love real estate and design and I'm I'm just I'm I can't believe that this is what I get to call a job. Yeah. And so what have you learned about yourself throughout this whole process? We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are you struggling with mental health issues but find it difficult to make time for in-person therapy? BetterHelp has got you covered. BetterHelp is an online therapy platform that connects you with licensed therapists from the comfort of your own home. With BetterHelp, you can access professional counseling whenever and wherever you need it on your schedule. And the best part, it's affordable, confidential, and easy to use. As the host of Why I Left, I know that life can be tough sometimes, and that's why it's important to take care of your mental health. BetterHelp offers a wide range of services, including individual counseling, couples therapy, and even online group sessions. So whether you're dealing with depression, anxiety, or any other mental health issue, BetterHelp can provide the support you need to feel better. Sign up for BetterHelp today and start living a happier, healthier life. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com slash why I left. That's betterhelp.com slash why I left. Take care of yourself. Huh, good question. Um, well, like I said, I I kind of always known that I'm, you know, I'm I'm a soldier that I'm gonna get through, and then it's so, sort of at the end after you get through that you sort of have that moment of like, oh my god, like now I really need to clean things up. And I would say that's what I went through last summer. It was like I held on for so long, and then finally when I decided to make this happen, it was like everything just sort of you know fell into place. My management was very supportive, and. You know, my kids, like they, like I said, they, they now just think that I'm, I'm going to be here. Right. Even when I'm, I mean, I'm working now, so I'm not, you know, home necessarily when they get home from school and I have a babysitter and all of that, they know I'm going to be there to put them to bed, you know? Yeah. And, and when I'm not, it's more of a, why not? As opposed right. to a norm, which exactly. is. Exactly. That, that must be pretty impactful as a mom, yeah, you know? It is. It's crazy. Yeah. And so you know, one of the aspects of this of this show also deals with, you know, there are a bunch of people who could be in similar situations. And so I really value, you know, the guests who come on the show providing their advice. So what advice would you give to our listeners who may be in, have a, uh, may be in a similar situation as yours, but really don't know what to do next? Well, I would say, you know, I took, I took a giant leap of faith. Now, to be honest, I have a husband who works and he has benefits for, you know, for our family. So that part would obviously be even scarier if I did not have a partner who could at least cover us for our medical benefits and so forth and help cover the bills. So I'm very lucky in that, in that sense, but we're a two income family. So it's not, we can't live the lifestyle we've lived on one, on one lifestyle, on, excuse me, on one income. It's definitely been a risk, but it's. It's kind of just having faith in yourself. I've listened to a lot of manifestation podcasts and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to believe that I didn't get this far to be, to be left behind, you know? 
Right, right. Um, and I, I know that I have value to bring. And I feel like I want to show people that value. And I felt like it was no longer being seen in my old role. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that. I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the, the mindfulness practices as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm big into that. So I definitely uh, can resonate. And now what do you think are some things that employers could be doing to better support employees during this time? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't envy the people at the top trying to figure out how to keep employees or hire employees, especially in the business I was in, you know, the big, the big Amazons and Googles of the world just keeps hiring everybody and everybody else who's not them is really, you know, I think scrambling to, to keep people. I can't blame anything that was going on, you know, on the top as far as what they were doing or doing wrong, as far as there was no mandate about coming back into the office or about days of the week. I mean, that kept going and snowballing. I'm not sure where they've landed now. As of, you know, October, when I left, it was still mostly remote. And I always had a little bit of a flexible Friday work from home, but it was, you know, a real work from home and had to be sometimes hidden, right? As opposed to now where everybody just sort of works where wherever they are. I would say just check in on your employees more, you know, like what's working, what's not and listening. But at the same time, I don't know, they've kind of given free reign to a lot of younger people that maybe could use a little bit more mentoring. I think that, you know, promoting somebody because they're cheaper than somebody who's more expensive, who's <laughs> older, um, and giving them all the power in the world isn't necessarily the answer. Exactly. So there's got, it sounds like there's got to be some balance yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so now, and you know, before we kind of start wrapping up here, so you, you've been in, in real estate for a little bit now. So tell me, tell me how that's been. How's the business been? I, I've, I read an article recently where, you know, obviously so we're, we're here talking about the great resignation, but in an area or an industry that it hasn't hit hard is the real estate industry. Right. And so that seems to be booming. So tell me how, how has yeah, business I mean, been? Right now, the biggest struggle is that not there aren't a lot of people that want to sell their houses because they don't know where they're <laughs> going to go because everything right. is so high. Right. Um, interest rates are going up, so that's you know another another ding against people wanting to to keep buying. But for now, at least where we are, you know, I'm lucky. I'm like I said, 15, 17 miles outside of Manhattan. It it hasn't slowed down here. That's people good. still want to live here. We still have good schools, crazy taxes, but a lot more space than you get in the city. So right. that's for um, sure. I'm meeting a lot of people, which I love. I love meeting people. I love like, you know, helping people find what they're looking for, really. You know, I get to bond and, and have people trust me to come into their homes and, and look into listing them and you know, finding out what's special about them. And I don't know, it all sort of sounds kind of quaint. Yeah, I love real estate and architecture and design. And it's definitely felt like the right fit. No, that's great. That's great. But fun fact, I actually, when I started college, I was an architecture major. Wow. I came, yeah, I went into went into Florida wanting to major in architecture. I lasted about a semester. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I still enjoy enjoy the field very much. I just wasn't in, I wasn't in the way that I probably should have been in. Uh, I was more into, you know, design and construction as opposed to the, the design and, 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 and thoughtfulness behind it. Right. Uh, but I love, I love looking at structures the s- similar way that you, you've mentioned too. I miss without mentioning, you know, my son who I, I talked about with the struggles and the learning disabilities that we, you know, determined and we have just been on that. 
And that's like the biggest win out of all of this. You know, we've gotten him services. Now he's back in public school. We left the private school that he was in just so he could go full time. Um, he's back in full public school full time. He gets the services he needs. He's getting great grades. He's happy, you know, and that's, I know people always say all they want is their kids to be happy. And I never realized how much that was true until this pandemic, but he's happy again. And he's happy that we're here. You know, like I, I would not have the relationship that I have with him today if COVID never happened. I just wouldn't. I mean, you talk about silver lining. I mean, it does. As I'm a father of two as well, and I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I'm, I'm glad that the that the pandemic offered that opportunity for you and your husband to to really get that closeness with your son and learn more uh, about him to get the things that he needed. Well, Courtney, I think this was a great discussion. You know, I loved having you come on. I appreciate you taking some time uh, to speak with me. And I'm also grateful that we were able to to connect on LinkedIn. So before we kind of get out of here, where can people find you online? Oh, sure. So my own site that you can find myself at now for all of my real estate ventures is Courtney Marin, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-M-A-R-O-N.JuliaBFee.com. And that will take you right to my page, a little bit of bio about myself and all my contact information. And I can send that along to you as well. Fantastic. I'll make sure I put that uh, in, in the notes as well. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. Again, I want to thank Courtney Marin for joining us today. I'll be sure to, like I said, share her information. And Courtney, I hope you have a, a great week. Summer's coming up, hopefully here in New York. We've had some 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 crazy weather <laughs> of late. <laughs> It's terrible this weekend, but but summer, I think, is around the corner. So again, I thank you for, for joining me, and I hope you have a great time, and I hope everyone else has a great week. Thanks so much, Brian. The Great Resignation, people leaving their jobs in droves, there's a lot of buzz happening in the job market of late. Now, did you or someone you know leave your job during the pandemic and want to share your story? We've been having some really good conversations in this space. So if you're interested, I'd love to have you join the program. If so, here's how you can do it. First, you can email us at hello at whyileft.co. That's hello at whyileft.co. Or visit us online at whyileft.co. That's whyileft.co. Look forward to having you join the conversation. Thanks again for listening to Why I Left. Be sure to join us next time for more stories from the Great Resignation. Visit us at www.whyileft.co. That's whyileft.co. And subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, podcasters. It's Brian Akar, host of Why I Left. Are you ready to take your show to the next level? I've got a game changer for you. Meet Dave, the genius behind apodcastgeek.com and the man who keeps me and Why I Left looking and sounding so crisp. Whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just getting started, Dave's got your back. He's the go-to producer for podcasters who demand nothing but the best. At apodcastgeek.com, you can easily order your next episode. And the best part, got a special offer. 
is you'll receive 10% off your first order using code BA10. That's right, 10% off to kickstart your podcasting journey by simply using the code BA10 at checkout. Now, don't wait. I know you've been thinking about starting a show and maybe this is your sign to just get out there and do it. So what I want you to do is visit apodcastgeek.com, sign up and start creating amazing content. Dave and his team are simply amazing and you won't regret it. At apodcastgeek.com, they're going to help you reach new heights with your podcast. And of course, tell them that Brian from Why I Left sent you. See you soon.